Oh, I just had one on my mind, and I forgot. Yeah. Okay, Off let me think for a second. Oh, God wait damn it. For the Hold cops on. To wail by Bastards. And just oh, go God damn it. Oh, okay. Completely yeah, scratched that we, thought. We got I just in lost. a lot of trouble up there. So it was I'm like it had insane terrain that had yet to be. And someone else, I can't remember, was Adam Yauk right off the plane. Anywho, uh, yeah, it's like whatever. I was, I was a dick. It was fun though. And everyone sensed. Everyone sensed. And everyone sensed. Last night, and farmer and was pretty much at, at down to Highway Nine. It's just sick. It's like a fucking roller coaster, and you can see your fun as shit for days. You know, just driving between. Seattle and Glacier the fuck out of while more driving fun fast. driving that road than I have snowboarding that mountain. It took it felt like I accomplished more. Any cops to get up there? And, you know, in fact, you could no sit there. It was Bob Burson and Tom Sims. What it was? The how uh, it really had nothing to do with it. North America kind of took it over. Best of you know, powder shooting guns in houses in Glacier. They have no there's fucking what idea. Really happened, and then there's the Trans World Mickey Mouse fucking history that. Everyone's happy. Blah, blah, blah. Everyone's sensitive. Everyone's sensitive. So, yeah, we're going to have multiple multiple partners here now. Just different guests coming in soon. Um, Just a matter of fucking logistics during the holidays and, and, you know, people avoiding me like the plague. You know, every time I call, they have to, like, you know, put it to voicemail and then, Tell their wife not to answer it. It's rank what he wants something. So, yeah, I get it. Yeah, that's cool. I, I, I can deal with that. As long as I know ahead of time people are blowing me off, I'm totally cool with that. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, right on. <laughs> um, And then uh, who else? Randy Colvin, the dude... From the park the other night. Um, here, I'll pause it for a second. We both have exited or been there um, in different times in skateboarding. You know what I mean? Like, um, I don't, I don't know. Just uh, just like everyone, you go, you grow up, and you go, you know, you miss a couple of years there. But he would be one of the names that was in that era. You know what I mean? Right. Like, uh, like I barely paid attention back then, but. Um, yeah, no, he had sick graphics, road, you know. He was just part of that whole crew, you know. Um, I think he had these black light graphics or something. Like this rad chick riding a tiger type shit. It was super sick. Yeah, well, he came up and um, another guy showed up, Justin. Uh-huh. And um, they were throwing out names and they looked at each other and they knew each other from, like, 30 years ago. Okay. Skating, partying or something. And yeah. They were just blown away. That, that would have been like me if I knew that was Randy Colvin at the parking lot. I would have been like, Randy Colvin? No way. Like, I never really met him, but like, oh, you know, oh, you're from Arizona, then you must know fucking Chris, and you must know, you know what I mean? Like, it's like the island effect, you know, when you, every time you meet someone on Maui, I feel like, oh, do you know blah, blah, blah? It just gets a little smaller. Comes in an inch every time you meet someone. Crazy how these worlds are so small. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Like like the, uh, wait, talking to your thing? Okay, talking cool. All right, all right, cool. Um, no, it's interesting, like, thinking about the amount of travel 
you know, it's allowed me and a lot and say just a lot of people in that, like they were influenced by it. If I was never a pro snowboarder, I would have traveled skateboarding. I would have went on trips with my dudes. I grew up skating with like Seaman and smiling all those guys. They, they would go to Europe or South America every summer. And I would just be like traveled out by the time they were going on those trips. And, uh, but, um, just how much traveling is part of it, you know, it started with surfing really like exotic fucking waves, you know? And then, you know, not, yeah, it's just interesting how it went into skating and, and, uh, of course snowboarding because mountains are like waves, but skating is like static. You could set it up anywhere, but it's so sick to travel and skate. It, dude, it's just kind of been a dream now to do more skate trips. I just did the first one. Was, I, we did I a need, day trip I, to Oahu. I didn't even look at the surf. All I did was yeah, just some skating. I know what you mean. It would be like and me that's crazy, you know, being a surfer, area. not even looking at the, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, driving by, not even looking at the mountain. Oh, that's sick. Like, um, I want to, uh, I'd like to do a trip with, you know, you obviously, you know, and get a small crew from here to the Northwest, you know, where I'm from. I know the back roads of every small town. Like, I, I know how to get to these parks. We wouldn't, you know, it would just be sick. It would be a fun trip, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, there's so just so much to skate or, you know, just where I grew up, you know. I remember asking Monk one time about, because um, all these parks were going on in Oregon. And I lived in Seattle at the time. And, you know, I was like, kind of like, why aren't you fucking pushing to build more up here? And he, and he his answer was something to the uh, degree of, um, I'm just practicing down here. I mean, the part when... By the time I build parks at home, they're going to be sick. You know, like, it was really funny. I was stoked on that. I love Hubbard. Um, Northwest uh, saw another um, another man down, this guy, Matt Gallardo, a guy I grew up skating with, uh, idolized. Like, he was the best skater in Seattle for a long time. Best skater at my ramp for a long time. Like, he was just sick. He was insane, like. And, um, yeah, he just passed away a couple weeks or a week ago. And, uh, yeah, I just want to acknowledge that. I don't even know what to do. or hadn't seen him in a long time. But um, any time I did see him, like any old friend, it's like nothing had passed. It's like fucking just the same laugh, the same, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, it was a trip to hear that. Like uh, people just start going down these days, you know. How, how long do you want to hang on this ride, you know, and, like, like watch everyone in front of you just get thrown out of the helicopter, you know, and, and you're last. Like that's old age, right? Like <laughs> just seeing your buddies just getting like, like uh, what do you call it? Yeah, thrown out of the helicopter one after one. No, not him. No, no. <laughs> like he's a good man. He has a family. Not no. Fucking <laughs> no mercy, dude. It's life, dude. Totally. Oh, guess what? Fuck you. How's that? Um, uh, yeah. Your doctor called. He said you got about 20 seconds to live, idiot. <laughs> Just throwing him out. No, I was thinking about the other day. Just like we were talking about, like, you know, when, you know, if you die at 80-ish, 
um, and you had a family and you can pass anything on to them, you know, besides debt, something like a business or, or like, um, even a couple thousand, but whatever you won, like that's life. You won, like you, you made it, you died of old age. You had a family there. You love you. You provide all this shit. And it's like, you know, at that point you also have to get, let it or get a watch, you know, 30, you know, 30, your friends die four or five in a row of your favorite pets you've ever had. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just like sorrow after sorrow, dude. Like, and then you're just like, okay, I made it to a fucking hundred. This is so great. It's like, I, they talk to some, you know, people that, you know, are they centennials? People that, you know, make it to a hundred basically. And so a lot of them are just like, yeah, it's fucking awful, man. Like you almost you want to be that Craig Kelly just getting taken out by an avalanche at thirty seven or something just thunk and just fucking lights out because you uh you got too much time to think and contemplate and and be in pain and fucking it's gnarly life is gnarly fuck yeah the classic line Oli said in his late eighties I outlived my dick. Who said that? Oli. That's sick. Yeah, if you outlive your dick, that means like you're horny at like 90 and your dick doesn't work. You're just like. You're a guy. You're still watching porn, but you can't. It's just like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's rad. Outlive your dick. Um, Let me think. Yeah, I could get you in a lot of trouble if it was the other way around. If your dick outlived you, you just weren't into it. It's just like, come on, come on, come on. Just fuck her. Uh, do it. Pussy. <laughs> Never get a better chance. <laughs> I t- attack. talked to my friend Sean Farmer, or got some texts from him the other day. It's like, uh, the first one was like, hey, Farmer, you know, it's Rankwit. You know, I don't even know if that phone works or whatever. And, and uh, finally he got back. He's like, oh, hey. It must have been like late night or I don't whatever. Next day was the twenty in a row of like him just trying, like let's get the band back together. Fuck yeah, yeah, just that type of shit, dude. It was like, dude, we never had a band. We never did it. We never had a band. We talked about it. I think to the point that we believe we had a band now. It's you know, it's so funny, dude. When he used to walk in a room, because, you know, he was the rapper. He rapped. Um, I'd just start chanting, like, rap, 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 rap. Just to bum him out. It pissed him off so much, dude. (laughs) Rap, 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 rap. Oh, but he's so funny. Like, getting all these messages, just rapid fire from him. I was like, oh, okay. He's he's, he's doing good. You know? Just all of them, like really explicit just ridiculously explicit and gnarly and like you know i could say i could repeat him here i just don't want to (laughs) (laughs) you know i didn't want to say that shit out loud but true form uh talked to lion yesterday too for a second he was in utah he seems to be ripping yeah i saw him doing some hits yeah like uh he said some sent me something on the phone today maybe he posted it later like he's sick, dude. Like he he can like he can do little things in big tricks and big spins where there's a lot going on, 
to make it like, like slow it down for a second. You casual. Know? Yeah, like not, not even casual. It's like gnarly, you know, not like Jerry Lopez. Like that's a casual, like dropping in super gnarly. He looks like he's picking a sweater out of the fucking closet or something. Like not like that, but like gnarly. They're, they're just big jump dudes are fucking. He's smooth, man. There's a, yeah. I, yeah, I think he's better than people give him credit for. Still, like, and he he gets a lot of credit, but I he's just like not down with the right dude or or you know some jackass from snowboarder, you know didn't I don't know whatever just something socially didn't happen one day or or did happen you know oh he knows Rankwit fuck that kid it's probably that um <laughs> um. But no, he's fucking rad. I love I love that kid. Um, what else? I wanted uh took Phoebe to fucking Hokiva. Been going down there lately, but like today was sick waves, you know, like it's and Phoebe was even like she was like big wave, you know. She said that today. Oh, and, nice. And like pointed when some you know, someone was dropping in, you know. Like it was pretty sick. Like I saw some sick turns today, fucking Fins out, over rotated, you know, like just rack. Like I was like, that's a powerful back leg right there, <laughs> you know. Rad. Yeah, it was sick. I I do like going there with just with Phoebe and Eva because it's like you can you can almost touch it, you know what I mean? What and and it's got that little reef area right up so the kids can fl- like it's fucking awesome like that. Yeah. I love Hawaii like that, Maui like that, like. All the little reef protected zones everywhere that, but that one's the best because it doesn't go too deep like at Baby Beach, or turn to rocks really fast. You know, it's just like over that fucking shelf and then just sand like way steep on a fucking baby. So it's like yeah, you can just sit there with a keg if you wanted, and you know, like of course you're paying attention. Of course you're not there with the keg. Shut the fuck up. But you can sit there with a keg and uh, you get just wasted and you're kids fine and nothing's ever going to happen really but they can get sucked out to sea land shark could grab them and run them into the ocean trade them to one of the normal sharks so yeah anything could happen one of those frozen you hear about that frozen whale and yeah it was like the the northeast somewhere obviously you come from like antarctica or something this whale died out you know way somewhere but it's just frozen on the beach i think new jersey even so they had to dig a hole and fucking bury it, yeah. But that's some deep freeze there. Yeah, it's been cold up there. I saw a, a, some Instagram of Balaram up in Long Island, just snow on the beach and overhead brown barrels offshore, freezing. Um, Yeah, dude, it's so fucking cold up there. Like, I remember, like, I was at the U.S. Open, like, uh, 10 years ago now, and Hadn't seen these guys in like ten years. Probably the last time I'd been to the U.S. Open, and and uh, I was just I was in there riding in it this time, you know, just partying. And so we we're we we're partying, and I was hanging out with the Hayes brothers, someone else, and like looking up at Stratton like at midnight, and it was kind of lit up, and you know, it, it's as beautiful as it's gonna get, right? And and uh, and I meant this. I was like, I can't believe you guys still fucking ride, man. And it was such like a, a West Coast, I'm from Baker, fucking entitled powder rider thing to say. Like, 
<laughs> and that's how it came off too. Like, uh, it was pretty funny. I didn't, I didn't mean to sound like that big of a dick, but it was like, fucking, I would have just skated more, <laughs> you know, cause that's some, that's some dedication to ride two feet of clear ice. I don't know. Like there's a whole different reason for me to start snowboarding, you know, like it, it wasn't, um, you know, just stoked to keep my, uh, edges keen to keep my edges sharp you know on the on the ice i i'd have been like even as a kid fuck this yeah fuck you you get hurt for no reason you know nothing and what what else you know i'm gonna pause for a second yeah i know it's hard like talking to uh talking to people about seattle you know, like Seattle used to be this like fucking cool place with people like it was kind of like um, you go to a party or something in L.A. or California and everyone would be, I don't know, for the most part, really stupid, you know, kind of dumb chicks or whatever. You know, you go to Seattle. Yeah, everyone was ugly, but they're they're generally pretty fucking smart. And but they're like everyone was quick witted when I was growing up there. Like you know that band Mud Honey or like Nirvana. They were all fucking you know they fucked with each other all the time. They you know and it's like it it's just the other end of the spectrum, uh, and it's a trip you know because uh, it's just a trip watching what happened up there this summer, and I know a lot of friends that like I don't know agreed with all that shit going on and it was so ridiculous watching it go down it's like it was like a math equation you know this plus this equates to this or this divided by this divided by this minus this plus this will get you this you know and and they act they're they're genuine genuinely surprised like yeah it's weird we just let the you know Riders ride every night in Portland, and they just kept doing it and kept breaking shit. We, you know, it's like, um, uh, technical difficulties. Am I good? You can undo the one screw and slide the pole down. Uh, to come closer to you, like that. Oh, that's even Mongo easy. like that way. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking, where do you grow up, Randy? Uh, Houston, Texas. And, uh, when did you come to Maui? Like, 85, 86, somewhere in that neighborhood. And, um... Uh, <laughs> 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 well, that's pretty laughable, dude. Uh, one-way ticket for 200 bucks, 1,000 bucks in my pocket, knowing one person. Been here ever since. No, that's, uh, that's pretty fucking, um... I always like hearing, you know, cause Maui's a little different than, say, a snow town or, you know, like a skier. Skier is typically, like, you know, it's usually a college town near the by. You know, like Colorado, you got Boulder. It's a bit, you know, whatever. It's understandable that people go out there. Uh, okay, they're in college. They're burning out of college or maybe whatever. They want to do winter and ski and snowboard or whatever. I get that. But, like, Maui is, like, it's like 5,000 miles from everything. So you got to be pretty cool with like not seeing a lot of people, you know, for a long time, you know, well, I was just chasing surf. 
know. I've never even really seen a windsurfer. I show up, I'm in the capital of you know, wind, what we called them wind beakers, but, you know, it was, it was pretty amazing what they were doing, but they weren't surfers, totally different attitude, you know. They, they were a very upper crust European at that point. There were quite a few euros on the beach, yes. That's now, it's sure. really funny because okay, the windsurfing crew in the winter back in the 80s, they were all the snowboarding crew. So it's like the industry. It's like this, the uh, when I, dealing with the, um, not dealing with, but like looking into the kite industry or whatever, looking at some distributors or some names like, you know, um, North Sales or whatever, you know, like just shit like that. Has we been saw that at Narswell. Ju- just, yeah. Just been around forever. I remember, you know, the first time, um, the first time GNU snowboards sold got sold. It was picked up by. Is that the name of the company down there? Runs Cabrina, not North Sales. Is it? Uh, um, it's a big distributor down there. Um, Adventure Sport. Um, Simmer. Let me think for a second. Because it, 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 they had a thing in Seattle for a long time. Fucking A. Fucking A rights. Fucking gay rights. All right. No, man. Uh, you were just talking. Well, we were talking about how, you know, the skate world, surf world, the board world is tiny. Um, back in the early 90s around Maui, we had a wooden park that was pretty rad, actually, for the time being. And I had a half pipe in the backyard on the property we lived on. And it was uh, September of 92. We're at the park skating. And um, I was hanging out with Clinton and Kata from Volcom, who just got the job, you know, working for Volcom. And um, we're at the park. He fell, broke his leg. He was in a cast. Uh, we kept hearing about all these guys from Seattle. And some so it guy must have would- been 91, 92. 91, September 91. Was it I mean, September? 92, 92, September 92. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, we heard these guys were all in town that were skater, snowboarder dudes, and some skater guy with, like, banana yellow hair was there. And um, and the, and the, the park was behind, what was it, Maui High? It's over right across from the harbor. It was It's part of the Mac now, basically. Okay. It's on the property where the Mac is, in, in the back. Where, where did Pearl Jam play? They played at uh, Baldwin High School, I think it was. In that's, fuck, that's sick. Okay, so um, I go to the gig with Clint, and uh, he gives me a bracelet. I'm frying on shrooms. I just ate you know, a handful before we left. Everybody was skating the ramp at my place. I ate a bunch of those, filled my truck up full of people. Fucking I'm peeking. Dude, dude that, that was rad at that show. I, I was just cruising everywhere, listening to everything, looking at all the guitars. Now I'm backstage just yeah, no, th- macking down on food all by myself. You know, my favorite thing of any time I, I now went backstage a lot, like I used to say like um, – if it was an after show pass, I, I, I don't even care. I just wanted, I just wanted the access, the all access, just to go look at the guitars, yeah, just because I just wanted to see the guitars like right in the side of the stage, like and like how they're all tuned. Bam, you know they have the tuning on the back. Like it was just sick just looking, like racks just of them. perfect, like McCready's guitars or or Stones guitars. I mean, like those guys, like they they recorded on different things all the time, but like matched it when they played live yeah and and like it 
quivers of guitars. Yeah, it's like they didn't have a big stage setup when I really look back and think about it. They just would have a big rug where as opposed to, you know, the era of hair metal where it was like all about the stage setup. But what they did do is have, you know, they just had a rug to play on or whatever, but they had, you know, the shit they recorded on in the exact, you know, like they, it really did that well, you know? Yeah. Like that, yeah. It was a good show, but dude, I was back there macking out by myself, drinking beer, eating sushi, and they came off stage, and you guys were all with them. And you came in. I remember you came in. I saw you across the way, loud, just rolling. And then everybody, after the show, went to 505. I got there late, and you were... Taking jail at that point, I believe. Yeah, so we never met. You know, we, that, we, we crossed so paths, ridiculous. you know. Like, and then now what? Where, where was that? Because I, I like at the time I first sent him out, right? So it's like we were just going out after my friend's big fucking mega rock show. And it was the end of their tour, actually, the yeah, last, last show, show of the their tour that they actually had to come tour. back to Hawaii to play after it got broken up because of Lollapalooza. Lollapalooza was over, that, and then that's why they came back to finish that tour. Yeah. And so that was their, essentially their first tour, the last show of down at fucking Baldwin High. Yeah. And so, like, afterwards, it's like, yeah, let's go out. Let's rage. Because I, I think Eddie was going to uh, take a little vacation, you know, starting the next day for some time. And so yeah, I, I stayed w- here for, like, a week, I think, afterwards. I think even longer than that because I was here probably a week. Yeah, yeah. And then whatever, um, I just knew I wouldn't see him for a minute. So I was like, yeah, let's go out tonight or whatever. And, uh, yeah, it was so ridiculous, like, that. It's like, um, you know, coming to a bicycle race with just a, a souped up, wing, 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 wing. you know, like I, like, I was just amped, like I'm fucking just drunk and whatever, just being me. And like, it was like, you know, there's no place on Maui for me, except jail. They put me in jail that night and I seemed to, <laughs> I, I remember Eddie getting me out, just so disappointed in me too, like. Like full big brother, just fucking um, yeah, that was funny shit, dude. Yeah, I got thrown in the drunk tank in Lahaina. I think there's a little drunk tank out there. Does that sound about right? Never been to that one. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, no, I did something stupid, and then I had to run out of the club, which you know would would be a smart reaction to something stupid, right? Um, run out of the club, and then you know I like dove as if I was going to hide from someone dove under a car, but my legs were sticking out, you know, and the cops just fucking like yanked me out by my fucking ankles, <laughs> pounded me out like a bit. Um, and I deserved it. You know, even if, uh, they'd give me two black eyes, I just said, I deserved it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, uh, they made their point with me and, um, yeah, that was it. That was one of my first nights in Maui. Yeah. It's like, wow. And then, so when people come here, they visit me, they're like, yeah, we're coming Maui, dude. We're gonna rage. I'm like, really? Which Maui? You're like, because this one's pretty mellow, <laughs> you know. Way I, back then was way yeah, mellow, bro. I, I, I tried that. I tried that angle, and uh, uh-uh. Hawaii is not like Vegas in the, you know, um, half tropics out in the ocean, you know. No, but dude, that park was good. You skated the park though. We yeah, had a rad wooden bowl and half pipes, and I remember that, that like was- said like when they were doing sound check or something. Over like it uh, for that show earlier in that afternoon is when I skated. Yeah, I was just down the street. Yeah, yeah. 
felt like it was right over a fence or something from where that show was, you know? Wasn't far. Yeah. No, it was... Um, and then there was um, something in Lahaina for a while, a vert setup or some kind of wooden setup near near the 505, right? Well, there was, yeah, the jungle ramp. The, well, not jungle ramp, the, the Salvation Army ramp. Yeah, that's probably what I'm thinking of. Uh, that's from the yeah. 505, that little. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Back in the Kiavi. Yeah, and it, like uh, there was a cross street that had like maybe a spine ramp, wooden spine ramp set up. I mean, this is like, say, this would have been 90. Five, no, 97, probably, when I came out that time. Oh, that might be where the park is now over there. There was two half pipes. I don't think so. I felt like it was across the street, like, on that little corner there. Okay. And, like, in a, like. Yeah, it, yeah. there was a ramp across from Yeah, I think it was. I've talked to a couple Behind people about it. And, back uh, in there. Yeah. But I was on vacation with a bunch. Yeah, the first time I was, like, you know, I was, a. Uh, a, a paid, uh, what do you call it? I don't know. Roadie that didn't do anything on Pearl Jam Two or something, you know. Like, <laughs> so I, I, yeah, I couldn't go skate. And then the second time I was with my now ex, and um, you know, probably was like, no, I wouldn't even bring my skateboard. You know, just like some spineless fucking twenty-two year old. But whatever. Um, you know, I'm just saying I didn't. I don't think I skated it. Like I, I remember seeing it on that trip and thinking. I think there was a vert ramp set up, you know? Kind of. It was maybe nine feet. I don't think it was quite ten foot tall. That, I got a picture of it somewhere I could show you one day. That Kihei vert ramp will be fun as shit when it's fucking finished. You know, whenever... that's You know, from from what I know, just because, you know, a friend of mine I grew up with happened to... Happens to be the, you know, big dude at Grindline, you know, for their... Uh, what do you call it for their projects, project manager shit, and it's gonna happen. So it's gonna be sick to have that little mini vert ramp down in the water down there in the oh, shade. Nice. It's gonna be cool. Like uh, they're just gonna keep basically the frame that's there, and I think so. Yeah, Re- re- reinforce the frame. Okay, and that was the original idea. Like a four and an eight, whatever it is. Yeah, like so that that thing is nine. That vert ramp is, I think, nine. Like eight and a half tranny, six inches of vert. It's not a foot of vert. It's like light on vert. But I, I just inherently, instinctively know eight foot trannies. And it's not, you know, because I skate them a lot. It's not, it's a little bit bigger than eight, but but it's not nine either, you know. So hence uh, the conclusion is probably eight and a half tranny, six inches <laughs> of vert. <laughs> so it's a mini vert ramp, but it's fun. Like it'll... Yeah. It's got just enough vert and just enough of a whippy tranny that, you know, you can do errors and shit like that. Like, a good, like, street-based skater that skates tranny now will fucking blast on that thing. You know, I can see that, you know, you know what I mean? Like, the hybrid super skater, like, yeah, just going, you know, just setting up something six, seven feet high and nose grinding off it. And because it's it's a good, it's a good, uh, you get a lot of speed on it. It's, it'll be a fun ramp. Then it'll open the whole park. Yeah, yeah. It's only been like two years. Yeah. It's uh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fucking can't can't depend on those volunteers around here, huh? Must have been must have been a good uh, surf day that day, huh? <laughs> no one showed up to work, and then uh, the boss fired everyone, and then the job <laughs> never got done. <laughs>
Oh, uh, that's hilarious. Um, but no, that would be sick though. Um, all these, uh, yeah, that would be really fun. Actually, that would make it worth it to go down there. Because I mean, the, I mean, it's like having Grindline come in and build the Kihei setup the way it is now, the way it was, you know, designed by. It's like having, you know, Led Zeppelin come and do cover of monkeys songs at your bar. You know what I mean? You have Zeppelin come <laughs> to fucking bring the house down. Bring, you know, fucking bring Zeppelin, right? You, f- you know, you might have 500 people outside, but hey, it's hey, Zeppelin. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's like having Zeppelin come in and singing monkeys covers, you know, or something. Like, it's just like you had Grindline build that. Like, I think James Solon, it was the only park they ever built where none of the guys were interested in staying over and skating it when it was done. It was like when it was done, they're just like, okay. It's like a speed bump. To yeah, them. just later. Yeah, it's like 18-inch hubba things. It's like, really? Like fucking, um, don't, don't want uh, to risk anything on that, right? I guess that's what happens when you ask like eight-year-old kids what they want at a fucking park. You know, it's like uh, that won't be skating in 10 years or even two years when it's done or 10 years in this case. Uh, like it's like if uh, if you built a, an aquatic pool that way, you you went to the community. What do you like eight year old that's only swam for six months? You'd have these ankle deep Olympic sized pools everywhere, which is <laughs> essentially what Kihei and Pukalani are. You know, they're fucking they're big in size. Like, you know, the. And the thing is, you can put anything in that space, but they're ankle deep, just fucking wading pools, you know. But whatever, it's smooth Don't cement. Dive. It's smooth cement, and um, I like that. I just uh, just wish it was smoother, with better transitions, and bigger and shit. But whatever. Um, yeah, piss and moan. You got Lahaina. Lahaina is so sick. I, l- I love that park. Uh, I love, um, I like, I like my little, my little story of why it's bigger in that deep end, you know? And, you know, when you look at it, it's like, huh, I never thought about that. Why is it extended up all the way around? Then boom, And then it drops down again to the hip into the other bowl. The backfill. Was it? Yeah. And it was like, um, oh, they they uh they couldn't dig down anymore. It's a swamp. Well, no, they couldn't dig down, so they had to build up. Yeah, because it's a swamp. That and area they, they'd just... put whatever in. They'd started the process of like this is our base, you know, and like when it, in the, so yeah, just went up a foot and a half. <laughs> like that worked. No, it's fucking awesome. It's like one of the last grindline parks where they were able to ad lib or you know able. Wait. To wing it a little bit without some, you know, county local wannabe skater bureaucrat like, nying, 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 nying. you know, like play by the rules, get it back in line. Like we need it safe for the kids. Like fuck the kids, it's a skateboard park, you know. <laughs> like, Amen. Like, like uh, why does it need to be safe for them? It's not safe for me. <laughs> like, why do they get special fucking? Yeah, and that's a whole another uh, <laughs> episode. But we got nothing going on, you know, apparently, uh, idea-wise, so might as well tear into that, you know. Fuck the kids. We're on, again, 
I've paused it a couple times. I don't know if I'll run this all the way through anyways. But um, what was I going to say? I forgot. Have any of you listened to Rad Matters podcast number three? His intro sick, dog. That one might be a loss of the dustbins, except for the first two minutes. Randy, cat got your tongue. What's going on over there? Oh, yeah. Did you OD? (laughs) (laughs) THC'd. Dude, OD'd on weed, dog. Well, you know. Oh, those guys are fags. (laughs) Yeah, they are, man. Totally. Spicoli putting it putting it down. Yeah, Harvey Milk. Did how how is his um <laughs> No, it's insane the blueprint that Jeff Spicoli laid down for like the the like almost the multitude and future of board sports. It's like the way he says certain things and his whole his whole demeanor, like everything is like it, it's like it's so perfect, and it's so rad how it's, like, scarred, you know, surfing for, like, 40 years. Like, they're so bummed. Like, the, you know, the, um, what do you call it? The, uh, oh, hold on. What's the word I'm looking for? The um, the industry, the, uh, the complex, the industrial complex of surfing. They're so bummed on that, the Spicoli, because of, like, took them back 10 years they wanted it to be clean then you know southern california surfer yeah like say like the think about the early 80s and you know there's um Valley you know Girls. brands like say quicksilver and and uh want to say billabong rip curl there were brands that were, that were big right but like in, in australia at that time those brands were like you know they were as they are now they're like you know, Australia's Levi's or, you know what I mean? They were already like being embedded in. So I look at like those, um, those guys were running the industry back then. The the Australians, a small group of dudes from Geelong, fucking Australia. I used to go down there because I rode for Rip Curl for like, I don't know, eight years. Um, yeah, that's how, uh, I don't know. I went to the North shore of Oahu and I think, 1995, um, for the first time, and it stayed with Poncho Sullivan, and that was hooked up through Rip Curl because we were both, you know, pros for Rip Curl. So, Rad. like that, that was, you know, and at the time, I think we were both like stoked on that, you know, like he had like this, you know, crazy snowboarder buddy, you know, like, and like he, him, and Briarly, I think, uh, they picked me up at the airport, like Sean Briley, yeah. And it was peak Sean Briley. Like, he was yes. on the cover of whatever mag, you know. Had, like, it was, it was like, I knew who the fuck he was when I saw them walking oh. through the airport. Because I was already like, oh, that's rad. Poncho Sullivan fucking, uh, yeah. you know, he had fucking one of the meanest, you know, fucking snaps ever. And um, and everyone knew it at that time, too, you know. And Briley, he was, he was just that, that gnarly Hawaiian dude at the time. But, like, it was before the... Um, Everyone trained, and that's cool, and that's what they did on the North Shore. It was when the North Shore partied, you know. So, oh, like, I, I went and, uh, you know, hung out with Poncho and then had, like, Adam Yalk. I, I flew out there to meet Adam, meet up with Yalk because he was on the last show of a BC Boys tour. 
And then he and I went to Vietnam and Thailand for like eight weeks after that. So, Is that the one with the Beastie Boys played at Turtle Bay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was there too. Yeah, dude, yeah. I was staying at the Pipe House with okay. KT. Okay, so I, I was down the street staying with Adam at the fucking, at the whatever, Turtle Bay Hilton. You know, no, no, actually, I was staying with fucking um, Poncho. And then Adam came and stayed with us after that, you know, right. like, and, uh, and then we had like four days after that show before, you know, we, we basically went to Oahu and had to be like, uh, had to get our passports FedExed in and out somewhere to get some, you know, bull, whatever, uh, stamp or something to go, be able to go to Vietnam. His record company took care of it. It would normally take like six months and they expedited it in two days. Like, so we had to go pick him up from FedEx and then go to the airport and we were on different flights to Japan and then the same flight from Japan to fucking, you know, so we were just fucking pulling this trip together by the skin of our fucking pants. I get on my flight and, uh, it's, it was American and I was like, you know, hundred thousand miles a year at that time. So like I got upgraded to first and we, we get to Osaka on separate flights that land at the same time, see each other in customs. And he was on, he was coach fucking sleeping in the aisle. I was like fucking, you know, steak tartare. Oh yeah. Fucking no, it was so funny. And, um, yeah, th- that was funny. And then God, the next funny thing, how did that work out? So we go, we're in Osaka overnight, and then the next morning we're flying to um, Ho Chi Minh, not Ho Chi, uh, Saigon. And so, and neither of us had ever been there. And uh, that night we went out and saw a band in Osaka that a friend of his, blah, 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 through the BC Boys, um, you know, knows this kid. And, and he was telling me about this guy, and he was like, yeah, his name's... Um, you know, Kenny, at the time, I probably uh, just disregarded the name, didn't put it together, but, like, over time, like, he explained this guy, and I was like, Kenny, Kenny. I was like, is it Kenny Sumitani? And he was like, yeah. And, like, I was like, okay, so Kenny, Kenny Sumitani, he moved to Seattle, Washington, technically uh, Newport Hills, Washington, uh, the second year my ramp was done, the year that Sean Farmer lived with me, like it was like a crazy year, right? And all of a sudden, um, I'm about 19, 20, and I look, uh, I start noticing on my street, you know, where uh, I live with my parents, basically, like this Japanese kid that was skateboarding. He, like, I was like, well, he's a legit skater, you know, you could just tell by the way he pushed or whatever, you know, and and so over time, over the next couple months, we started like, you know, befriending each other, hanging out. Turns out his dad owned like the Tony Roma fucking franchise, like all these like um, hard rocks, like really, you know, really uh, well off, good businessman father wanted his son to go to school in the U.S. But in L.A., he didn't want him to be in L.A. anymore because he didn't want him to skateboard. So he moved him to Seattle, <laughs> happened to be across the street from my house. And like, so Kenny went into this final senior year of high school at this like private, you know, Catholic school that was right near my house that he went to, um, you know, like total nerd, 
no one liked him. No one liked him. Total nerd. Yeah, he walked out like just from hanging out with me and Farmer. He just like learned English and learned like his his mannerisms and like all this shit. So then he could go hang out with bands and be you know like like it was just funny shit. Here Kenny was, you know, at that time, fifteen years later, and he was you know he was like the liaison to show bands around Tokyo. Yeah, like small a, world, like we said. Yeah, earlier. no, it's just in, that that one was insane. And so then it was like, Yalk was like, oh, dude, yeah, Kenny's talked about you, and I just never put it together, you know? This, like, it was just, like, really funny. Um, but, yeah, that was always cool. Like, uh, that, uh, just that Kenny was down with Yalk. I love that. And then, um, yeah, we went to Vietnam. That's a whole other trip. But we stayed with Rip Curl? Not with Rip Curl. Rip Curl hooked me up with Poncho on the North Shore. It was like, let's say, you know, I was probably talking to someone there. Yeah, I'm actually going to do a vacation with, you know, Adam Yak. We're going to Vietnam, but we're going to stop. I'm going to meet him in Oahu and then kind of regroup. And then, you know, and then from there we kind of like got, you know, our trip solidified. You know what I mean? That was June because I remember we had a swell that day of the show. Like the couple of days before or after, it was super mellow because we did go, we snorkeled YMA Bay basically. Yeah. No, I do remember like there was a swell. No. People were stoked. Well, like, no. I woke up and it was like four to six feet and I hit Rocky Rights. I mean, I don't gone. remember vividly, but like, yeah. Yeah, no, that was sick saying, uh, saying with like teen poncho almost, like looking back at it. I, I have a couple photos of us from back then. Um, I, I found just like some, you know, printed out. Um, no, it's like we both look so fucking young. Yeah, you know, it's so funny, dude. And just the different paths, you know, and if, you know, we just got kind of hooked up with each other because we shared a sponsor. So, you know, that, that was super cool. But, you know, I, I knew who he was. He may, may but everyone was kind of like into snowboarding then, you know. It was a shit, yo. <laughs> and I was the shit when it was the shit. So whatever. Shit, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, Poncho's rad. Like, uh, I can't wait to get that that photo of him up behind us when at some point. Yeah, it'll R- be up. Randy, what's going on? No, nothing, man. Just All chilling. Right. Just listening to you, yak man. Just l- listen to the small world. Mellow out. No, um, yeah, that first trip to the North Shore, uh, let's see, let me think for a second. No, that that was my second, because the first trip was still with, with, with Eddie, Yeah, because <laughs> um, he did a couple shows in Oahu, so I remember I actually flew here, and then the whole group of the Pearl Jam entourage shit, whatever, you know, it was just like we all have went to Maui. And then we're on Maui, and then I got thrown in jail, and, and uh, <laughs> then came, you know came back a couple years later with my was the jail brand new? Oh no, you were in Lahaina, that's right. You know, yeah, we, we I just remember paying like a hundred bucks or eighty bucks a day for some stupid rental car, and getting out to the resort that was like so much money, and realizing like they wanted it, like you know thirty bucks a night to park it. It was just like, <laughs> and we never <laughs> used it the whole trip. It was like eleven days. 
And like, it was just so, such a waste, you know, like, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, the, the biggest expenditure on the trip and we just use it to get from the airport to the hotel. Yeah, no, and how's like, that? Yeah, maybe you jammed into town and, you know, got sushi or something, you know, but like nothing the concierge kind of fucking arranged for with, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, that was ridiculous. Uh, yeah, that was. And then it makes you think like, say, during fucking, you know, Amid the pandemic, uh, when all those cars were just stacked for days oh, at, behind the airport, the airport, you know, it made me think about that trip and how, how like I, I felt ripped off by r- renting a car. Just and it's like, why would we have all these cars on the road? Why don't they? You know, why don't the resources charge more money if they want? I don't care, but like just have like one train out to Lahaina or. Well, you know what I mean? Like having all those cars on the road and realizing that all these cars on the road and they're all just parked at resorts, 30 bucks at like, it's so ridiculous. You know, it's such an, a like, and I'm not some, you know, fucking environmentalist. I think most know that, but you know, it, it is such a waste. Like when, when you saw all those cars at all around the airport, you know, for months and, you know, representing all the cars that weren't on the road that were a couple months before. Yeah. And that's what tripped me out. And then it's like, why do, you know, we don't even need those cars on the road. Most of those cars are going to a resort, you know? Yeah, but then they get up and they go do things, man. I see them drive by my house all day long. Fuck them. Let them go do shit somewhere else, okay, man? Why are they going by your house, dude? I I live on a road. Sick. That'd be sick when we build that mega ramp complex in the natural little natural terrain. No, I'm telling you, dude. Natural terrain, dude. Yeah. Did um, did you see that new DC thing that um with Colin and Danny Way? I almost want to pause it and watch it, um, so I don't censor. But I I think they just filmed something and put it out. From Kauai, like from Danny Way's, you know. I've seen some snippets, I believe. Yeah, that's on a, Instagram, and uh, it looks sick. Whatever it is, and uh, fuck, I want to get over and skate that, like that setup. Like, um, it's so big, it's so yeah, not, it's but it's just mega. Like, the trannies just. Oh, mad. those guys are back. <laughs> Should we go over there? Yeah. Oh, those guys are back. <laughs> Why is gnarly? <laughs> no, it would be. Uh, I just love that big, you know, big transitions like that. That would be. 